Welcome back, Wrench Nation, hanging out with you guys live from one of the, as I tell you every week, one of the greatest uh, high schools, skilled trade high schools uh, out here in the East Valley, the East Valley Institute of Technology. Always, always a pleasure to hang out with our Wrench Nation posse. Now, when we talk about hanging out together, you guys have been with us for over 180 shows, and we are honored. Every show we bring you the positive automotive good works. And once in a while, absolutely, we'll take you in our garage. And, and you know, uh, some of the things that uh, is going on in a modern-day garage. So at the end of the day, you can hug a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, and we have a lot of you automotive technicians and collision folks that listen to us from all over the country. We've heard from you on our Wrench Nation Facebook and always love to give the salutations and let you know that we would never take you guys listening. You guys are the show uh, for granted. And of course, as we do every week, we welcome our show co-host, Susie Socket. Susie, Susie, how was your hip? You had a ball joint situation going on. (laughs) You know, the second one in three months. So right side was the first time. Second time is my left side. You didn't say three. I didn't say three. We're good. You're good. Hip is good. I'm good. We're good. Yeah, I want to introduce the show topic because uh, we're pretty excited. Uh, You know, a lot of times we talk about sort of the mechanical things under your hood. A lot of you tinker on the weekend and you're looking for some tips or, you know, you enjoy some of the show topics, whether it's Vidita Singh, our princess Burwani from India, who was an automotive artist, or Craig Jackson from uh, Barrett Jackson. And I remind you guys to get on a wrenchnation.tv. You may dip in and out of the show. You can get on there and then just casually over a nice drink, uh, listen to your favorite shows. But this show, I wanted to dive into something mysterious for a lot of you. You just got into an accident with your ride. That really isn't good. No. We've all been there. Some of you have been behind an airbag that's popped. Right. Smoke. You're on the side of the road. People passing you. You're there upset like it's your fault. (laughs) Get out of the road. Can people be (laughs) insensitive that way? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, for, I mean. Do you stop, Frank? I stop. I'm a slow guy. Are you a slow guy? Because my journey is way too long. I drive way too much. (laughs) So I gave up a long time ago. I said, you know what? I'm putting, I'm going to listen to some talk radio. (laughs) I'm going to listen to some old Rich Nation shows. (laughs) And I'm going to go slow. But I find that sometimes you're in a wreck. You're frazzled. Immediately the phone comes out. You're on the freeway. Sometimes, well, maybe not in Arizona, but in New York, everybody's honking at you. It's like, really? That's not my fault. Right. My point is, it's a, it's a, it's a time where you know it's you're nervous. You ever been behind an airbag that goes off? I have not. Oh my goodness. I have not, and I don't want to. Well, airbags save lives, but they also hurt. But in the process, you get hurt. Yes, that's what I hear. <laughs> You can get hurt. So my point is the episode of going through a collision is alarming. Then you got the insurance and then I got a call and I got to broker this and then my baby and I want it done right. I want the paint looking good and that's all I know. And I give the key and here's the body shop. Here's the collision shop and my car disappears for two to three weeks. Right. And then you're at the mercy of everything else. And I was given a Kia Rio for (laughs) rental. I'd drive a Chevy pickup and they give me a little Kia Rio. <laughs> My point is the car kind of disappears. Right, out of it life. does. And now you've trusted your local collision body shop repair person to get that done quietly. My airbags went off. I've got a newer car. 
I've got camera systems on my car. I don't know about this, but the body shop now has to work through that. And so I figured I'd take us on a journey and take you behind the scenes to what actually goes on in this body shop mechanically, electronically. Uh, we talk about it all the time. 100 million lines of code right. on a, a modern day F-150. How does a body shop, do we think a body person is out there with a hammer and a welder and he fixes my ride after it gets painted and here I am to pick it up? A lot more sophisticated. Oh yeah, a lot more moving parts. A lot parts. more. So I wanted to get into this newer vehicle technology as it relates to the future. Right. Well, currently and the future of the collision industry. And to help us sort this out, we're really honored uh, to have John Van Alstine. He's Chief Executive Officer and President of Training behind iCar. How many of you are saying iCar, iPhone? What'd you just say? <laughs> well, I have you know, iCar is the body throughout the country that's responsible for training our collision side. A lot of you say, well, Frank, I went to my local garage and I see the plaque. ASE certified. Well, on the collision side, those folks have to be trained as well. So honored to have uh, Mr. John Van Alstein. He's going to join us. We're going to dive in. Okay, great. What kind of training? What mm -hmm. happens when my car is being repaired and those airbags go off and every single light comes on the dash? How does that happen? What is iCar doing uh, to train the future? And then also privileged to have Brandon Eckenrod. Uh, Brandon is a part of the Collision Repair Education Foundation, CREF. Not Crest. We didn't say toothache, <laughs> but CREF. And he is on the forefront of the education. So we're going to talk about that. What is happening in your world, Miss nice. Susie? So I just, you know, I'm going to deviate here, Frank, because, you know, usually when we do our shout outs, it's because they've come into the garage. So I'm going to deviate because I had to take a lift into the garage today. Well, let's tell the people. Yes, tell the people. We've created rules. These are best practices. These aren't laws. Yet, for Wrench Nation, if you want to shout out, you must come down to our garage and drink our wonderful coffee out of a Keurig. <laughs> Big hug, smiles. We'll give you a tour of the garage and right. we give you a shout out. So you're That's saying. Right. So you, this one didn't come into the garage. You broke the rules. Susan. I broke the rule. Right. I'm a rule breaker, but I did take a lift into the garage. Does that count? I think so. That was, okay. There were some mechanical situations behind So me, I had it? the world's best lift driver, Johnny Holston. All right. And on our way in, we were talking about comfort zones and he made mention he's going out of his comfort zone tomorrow. Now, mind you, he's been driving for Lyft for about a year, putting himself through studying and whatnot. Tomorrow he flies to Reno. He's going to take his sports agent certification exam, which kudos to him. And it's finally here. And basically, after he takes this exam and passes it, he's going to be able to sign Olympic uh, participants and endorse athletes at that time. So he did something that he never thought he could do. Correct. How many of you listening actually do that? Are you comfortable? That pillow, it's warm. It's I'm not changing my pillow. Yeah, what happens if you change the pillow of life? Change the pillow. That's what this gentleman did. Yeah, so He's kudos to him. Furthering. John Holston? Johnny Holston. Big shout out. Because I know a lot of you listening now are John and Jill Holstons. You are. And I know this is an automotive show, and, and somehow there's life and spirit under the hood that it's connected. But don't forget to push yourself and get out of the company. Absolutely. Zone. I love that story. Shout outs to John Holston. Well, here's a story. A lot of you drink coffee. I do. Too I much. Do. Too much of it. <laughs> Ford has said we need to tap into McDonald's because they 
McDonald's, they get rid of a lot of the old coffee. Yeah. In other words, you drink your coffee, they've have they've got a little filter thing. Industrials, probably five gallon like big gallon drum, however they make their coffee. And this stuff is just thrown out. Well, now I know you can put coffee grounds in plants. I love that. Right? To absorb the water or whatever. But that's not enough. For but coffee. that's not enough. So what are you so, talking about? Um, because you guys learn a lot, I've got a new word for you. Are you ready? If you're driving, be careful. It's a shocker. <laughs> You've never heard of this word. I know I haven't. What would you like to know? What is used coffee called? Uh, uh, help me. I don't, like, I don't know. Oh, you don't know? I do, because I read it. Okay, what but is I it, did Frank? Know, used coffee is called chaff. C-H-A-F. F. F, chaff. Right, so Ford said, because Ford has got the most brilliant engineers in the world. Ford, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> Ford said, wait a minute. This coffee chaff shouldn't be thrown out. Ford decided to utilize the coffee chaff to make headlights. What? Well, I know a lot of you say, wait a minute. Did I just hear him say headlights? Now, we've talked about this before. Many of you got to understand from the oil pyramid of crude oil. That's some nasty stuff. For years, we took some of that pyramid of crude oil. We made seat benches and plastic and our car was full of chemicals. Lately, our cars are greener. Sugar, starch, whatever, plants, it's in our cars. Coffee chaff is now, the coffee bean skin is going to be utilized to make headlight housings that are plastic. That's crazy. Traditionally, Ford uses plastic and talc to make its headlight. Talc, like talcum powder. Yeah. That's what's happening in your headlights housing. Wow. The coffee version is more sustainable because it's lighter and it doesn't use that talc, which is a mineral, and it's renewable. So does that mean your headlights are going to be more awake and alert? Well, I think so. <laughs> your ride will be <laughs> for sure right. caffeinated. And I figured out what that acronym is. Chaff. Coffee has another afterlife, fool. <laughs> I don't know. Ford figured out how to way to take this coffee, Jeff. Uh, and McDonald's has got to be happy because kudos to McDonald's. Yeah. Makes us all greener. And by the way, my daughter, I know we've got a few minutes. We're going to bring on our iCar uh, education folks here. But my daughter, she's 24. She's connected to a green movement. Good for her. She is connected. She's upset that we ruined the environment. We did. Yeah, we did. Us older generation people, we didn't care. Maybe. But that's we didn't know. We weren't educated. So I, I like this. I like this idea. So that if you're listening, cool. if you buy a new Ford, coffee. Think coffee chaff. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to uh, bring on our guests. We're going to take a little quick break and uh, want you guys to uh, stay tuned. We are going to take you on a journey. What happens to that ride after you get into a collision? It disappears into the garage to get fixed and bumpers get replaced and airbags get replaced. Uh, we've got John Van Alstine, Chief Executive Officer, President of Training for iCar, as well as Brandon Eckenrod. You guys stay tuned. Come journey with us, Wrench Nation. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. 
info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Frank and Susie hanging out with you from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Grateful uh, all you weekend listeners, uh, KFNX, 90.7 The Neon, and of course, 88.7 The Pulse. We appreciate you hanging out with us every weekend. And we can't forget our podcast family. We appreciate you guys. Uh, get on to ranchnation.tv. If you dip out of the show, you can catch the show uploads on the weekend. As I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, hopefully not, but at least some of you listening may have known somebody in an accident, but most of us have been in an accident in our cars, and some can be, uh, well, personally, it's uh, it's traumatic. But sometimes it's a little fender bender, and you have to go to the collision shop, and you, you figure, okay, my car is going to disappear. I don't know what's going on over there. Well, we're going to journey on that. We're going to figure out what is the critical training for collision repairs. And uh, we do have our special guest, John Van Alstein. He's chief executive officer and president of training ICAR. John, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Frank. Glad to be here. Yeah. And, and so we, we do. I mean, I think as a society, like we get it, like our cars mechanically, tires come off, uh, you know, the local garage is doing a brake job that's there. But it seems like a mystery with collision repair. Do you find that consumers uh, feel that way? Well, I think that that's uh, probably a, a reality. Um, you know, at the end of the day, a, uh, <clears throat> I, I, th- I think most consumers are experienced going to the dealer to have, you know, their regular maintenance done, or maybe there's particular issues, so they're going in. And, um, you know, the work's done. It's pretty straightforward. Um, and even for the dealer or, you know, the repair shop, it's fairly straightforward. You're doing a part replacement or cleaning something or, you know, adjusting something. But, you know, with a with a collision repair, it's like a full body trauma, you know, for the car. Well, that's and a great way to explain it. Yeah. It really is, yeah. It's like the, the visit to the emergency room and the patient can't speak. So the doctor's got to diagnose what's really going on with that car. And it's 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 more complicated than the average uh uh, person might expect. Well, let's start off with, um, we know with technology, we, 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 most consumers realize that, you know, there's a lot of technology under the hood and the automotive technician uh, yeah. is, is going to have this training. Tell us, uh, what is ICAR? How does that relate to uh, the collision industry? Well, I was listening in earlier, and you made the reference to uh, all the Apple technologies, iPods, iPads, <laughs> iPhones. <laughs> Uh, but the good news is that uh, iCar was around before all that uh, Apple technology. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we, we were created back in 1979. And, you know, when you talk about vehicle technology, that was the whole reason an iCar was created in the first place. Because way back in 1979, there was this new technology out in the market. It was called the unibody. And uh, you think repairs are complex today, but back in 1979, no one had ever seen a unibody. And how do we repair that thing? Um, so that was really the birth, uh, birthright of ICAR. And so we've grown up since then. And uh, I joined the organization in 2010. And I came out of uh, the automotive OEM world in Detroit, uh, engineering and um, s- supply of systems to the OEMs and um, a uh, short time with an electric vehicle startup company. But anyhow, so I came over to ICAR, and I had this automotive background behind me and had just come out of the you know the deep engineering space in Detroit. So I saw a lot of the technology that was coming um, into the market that we're seeing today now. <clears throat> uh, and in about 2012 uh, timeframe, we coined the term the technical tsunami to help uh, raise awareness in the industry on the significant wave of innovation that was coming uh, our way. 
Um, and so, you know, ICAR is um, uh, principally a training organization, but we also provide technical information and related technical support services. Um, so with that said, I, I want to jump in, you know, just speaking to the average consumer driving that may yeah. not re- realize, um, you know, they, they see a gorgeous looking car from the outside. It has all the accoutrements they need, all the bells sure. and whistles. Give us an idea of what collision shop repairers today have to train for. Well, um, well, I mean, we train in all the various different disciplines, first of all, that are <clears throat> going on in the shop. Number one, they have to be able to evaluate damage on the vehicle when it comes in. Uh, so and and that, let me stop you there because people don't realize that's where it can go all wrong is that initial assessment. And I think most folks that have had a potential bad experience getting their cars through a collision shop, it was that initial assessment. That is critical. Yeah, and from an insurance perspective, that's actually your your defining point between totaled and repairable, right? So talk to us, yeah. walk us through, because we've got a lot of folks listening about how they okay. should approach this, uh, John. Sure. Talk about that sure. initial assessment. What's happening there? Well, the damage analysis process is, is really critical, as you, as you state. Um, <clears throat> so typically in a repair shop, there's going to be an individual that typically goes by the uh, title of an estimator who's, who's uh, commissioned to do that, that review of the vehicle. And <clears throat> that estimator is typically in liaison with the insurance company as well. Uh, and by the way, we also train the insurance uh, companies um, on how to repair cars correctly and how to assess damage. That's so. important. Yep. Most people don't realize. I mean, I think at the end of the day, again, back to, you know, uh, Joe and Jill Driver, they, they they see something as an outcome after a collision repair that doesn't suit them, and all of a sudden it's this sort of battle with the insurance, and the insurance companies, they have to play by training as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, insurers embrace training, and... Uh, and by training both, they all, uh, it helps for them to speak the same language as well. So, but anyhow, probably uh, the key component that we um, advocate in the uh, damage analysis process is what we refer to as, as blueprinting, which is basically assessing the entire vehicle from uh, top to bottom. Um, because you never know if there's going to be hidden damage, et cetera. So it's really important to do a thorough uh, review of the vehicle. Um, and, that, and you're completely right. That's where the process, uh, the whole thing starts. Uh, if it's not diagnosed correctly, well, then the repair is not going to be completed correctly. Yeah, and we talk about that all the time in the garage. It's like one of the things we say is that fixing cars is not necessarily difficult. It's arriving to what's broken and did we fix it? <laughs> right. right. And I think through iCar, I mean, you guys uh, over the years have, have developed and, and kept up with technology that says, hey, if, if you're going to fix these cars, this is the training available. Right. And so we go beyond the estimator, though. We also repair the, the structural technicians, the, uh, what we call the non-structural technicians who might be attaching things and um, doing various different tasks, and also the refinishers that are doing the paintwork. Um, and as you know, there's advancements in technology, so uh, we're doing more training in the area of electronics. <clears throat> um, and calibration, uh, mechanical work as well. Uh, we cover all the different disciplines in the uh, repair shop. 
Right. Um, just diving a little further on that, just to, to let folks know that because of the complexity of electronics, uh, controlled air networks, uh, there's something that we've seen recently that we didn't have conventionally when, you know, doing body work, and that's a pre-scan. Could you talk yeah. to us about the pre-scan? How yeah. important it is uh, for the consumer that pre-scan, yeah. that sort of x-ray, what is that all about? Well, that's actually, um, that should be part of the upfront damage analysis process. So um, it's really <clears throat> to, to identify errors and faults or uh, related damage uh, in the computer systems and or uh, electronics of the vehicle. Um, and pre-scans are also used to capture what we call diagnostic uh, trouble codes or DTCs. So it's really... <clears throat> A pre-scan is really a snapshot of the vehicle computer system, um, and it's really the starting point to know kind of the extent of the damage. And if it's skipped, um, you know, there could be hidden damage that uh, that's not going to come to light. And I think that's where, where folks, it's the hidden damage that not that's not coming to light. That may be the the consumer blew up at the, at the end of the process if that's not all done. What would you advise? I mean, well, let's just face it. If, if it's, a, it's a, an insurance... People forget it, set it, get my car, I'm leaving it with you. What if there's out-of-pocket? There are a lot of folks that may say, okay, well, I can out-of-pocket, whatever, three, $4,000. What do you advise them to look for by way of a reputable collision shop? I mean, should they look for ICAR certification and so on? Yeah, they, I mean, you know, there's, there's some signals that uh, a consumer can look for. First of all, our uh, training program, is designed around credentialing for the shops and for the technicians. So our shop-level uh, credentialing is uh, gold class, uh, and we offer a consumer uh, uh, website. Uh, it's called Body Shopology. Oh, Body can- Shopology. <laughs> That's cute. We're posting that up uh, on Facebook. <laughs> Body Shop, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Body Shopology. And uh, Body, Body Shopology will help the consumer identify a shop that's equipped to repair their car. Um uh, we collaborate with the uh, uh, car companies, and so if a uh, OEM, um, I don't know, such as Ford or Honda, uh, has a repair network, and uh, we're in collaboration with them, you might find their uh, uh, repair shops located there. You'll find iCar Gold Class shops, and uh, we're also adding uh, insurance relationships uh, with those shops as well. So uh, that's a that's a tool to help consumers, but. Uh, even short of using body shopology, um, most most shops that are um, uh, well committed will be proud to display any kind of certifications they have. ICAR could be one of those, gold class. Um, but also OEMs also have certification programs, and so many repair shops participate in those various different OEM repair programs. And you can be certain they'll have an OEM plaque in their lobby if they um, participate in such a, a program. So that's a good thing to look for. I mean, it's a, it's a way to let uh, folks know, hey, listen, I've proven myself. Um, you know, a lot of the laws, it's, it's, it's not, there aren't laws in the books in a lot of states that say, hey, you have to be licensed. You know, it's one of the arguments that we have uh, as, as shop owners, many of us across the country, is that, yeah. we, like, I could have been a roofer, and now I'm going to open up a garage, and I don't even, I don't even need certifications. Uh, yeah, through, um, <laughs> I'm speaking, <laughs> listen, I'm speaking for Arizona. I know California has got some, uh, the carb and so on as a stricter laws, but for the most part, like I think the consumer deserves better. So 
at least look for an ASC or, as you said, ICAR Gold. I mean, that's a good start, yeah? Right. And I, I think the, uh, the car companies and the insurers recognize the importance of having qualified uh, shops. And, and that's why I think the industry has uh, moved you know, over the 10 years uh, I've been with ICAR to, to requiring things like ICAR training, for example. Uh, OEMs to be certified, you know, that you need to be ICAR trained or you need to have additional OEM training. You have to have specific equipment. Um, so, you know, I, I think the industry is kind of self-policing uh, itself away, even though there may not be kind of national standards. Yeah, yeah, at best, uh, at best it's best practices. And um, yeah. so yeah. What, I'd, what I'd like to do, we're going to cut to break, uh, John, and we, we want to keep you over. And I actually sure. want to um, ask you, I'm going to ask the question now because you may want to prepare what keeps you up at night as someone training the future to fix and repair these uh, these collisions, these body shop repairs? So I want I want you to kind of toss that in them. I know you probably have that ready. That answer's ready. <laughs> but I, I do want to I want to tap into the future. What's it look like, and what has you concerned about education, and and maybe you know, what the industry's not getting right, like we could do a lot better with. So if you're just tuning us, we've got John uh, Van Alstead, Chief Executive Officer and President of Training, ICAR. We're talking about uh, new vehicle technology and the future of the collision industry. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation, next. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Frank and Susie right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Don't forget, enter your email, RanchNation.tv. That's our weekly newsletter. Um, and also, uh, once in a while, we kind of chime in our, our Facebook Live. We do it at uh, 4 p.m. right in from uh, in the garage and always uh, kind of preview some of the things that we have going on. Uh, we have John Van Alstein, Chief Executive Officer of President of Training, iCard. John has got uh, over 25 years of automotive industry experience. He's worked for the electric vehicle OEM, global tier one suppliers, has a plethora of experience in that automotive space. Welcome back, John. Thank you. John, what keeps you up at night? You know, we mentioned that, you know, education is critical. I mean, for those uh, technicians and shop owners and collision repairers, that thought I can get by watch a YouTube video. That's not the case, man. These vehicles are complicated. What keeps you up at night? Well, I think there's a few factors. Um, uh, first would be, um, you know, the recognition that the, uh, the breadth of training today um, is, is certainly more, more ex- expansive than um, what it's been in, in the past. You know, when you look at the construction of vehicles today, um, You've got mild steels, high-strength steels, ultra-high-strength steels, aluminum, magnesium, carbon fiber. You've got adhesives, uh, different uh, attachment um, technologies, um, different repair technologies. You've got ADAS. Um, so there's a 
a, a much broader breadth of skills and knowledge required today, which means more training. Um, the, the notion of having just one guy in the shop trained um, and then kind of passing, passing around knowledge through, I don't know, through uh, communication, I guess. Um, or do what I do. Don't worry about your, you. You don't need to go through training. I went through training, and it's kind of like the telephone thing. I mean, I've seen that in the garage. Where, you mean the know-it-alls? Well, no. not so much the attitude. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I think John is hitting on the point that everyone is, is in the garage or, or, in this case, collision shops, responsible for training because I think of yeah. old, you know, you sent one individual, right, and they came back and didn't ah. really, they, they're not, you know, they're not trainers. I mean, we can speak right. on that, like, Training a class takes a, a certain amount of skill so that folks are leaving with an impact of new newer things gained. Right. Your average body person or repair or technician, sorry, we're not trainers. <laughs> <laughs> so we all need training. Yeah. May, may not be professional educators, but... Um, but the notion of um, expanding that that level of training that's uh, across the shop, so not only the breadth of training, but also the uh, the penetration of the level of training in the shops is really important um, because, uh, you know, various folks are repairing cars and they need to have that same level of knowledge. Um, and so, you know, <clears throat> based on that, you know, you asked me kind of, well, what keeps me up? First of all, is getting that training completed. But because there's uh, more training required, well, that's also driving the cost of training, too. So, you know, so we're working to uh, do what we can to control that and be as efficient and effective in how we deliver that. Um, now, uh, talking that, on that point, I, I want to interject real quick. I don't mean to interrupt. What I've noticed sure. in the industry, and, and this is speaking to our industry types that are listening, I've seen a lot more greater partnership amongst associations and yeah. vendors who say, you know what, boy, oh boy, we, you know, years ago, you may have had one or two vendors that would show up, they would sponsor just because, but now it's like, oh no, man, we all have to get together on this training because yeah. uh, if I'm a parts vendor, let's say, or a paint vendor, the more I can educate, the more, okay, at the end of the day, that's going to, let's face it, sure. help my sales. Sure. Yeah, so we collaborate with um, suppliers to the industry. We collaborate with all the uh, uh, automotive OEMs, and we we, we have a uh, a program which we call the Training Alliance. So, so we provide cross crediting for uh, coursework uh, against our credentialing requirements. So, if you've taken a course with say PPG or or Ford, um, and we've reviewed it and approved it for credit against our program. Uh, you, you can get credit and you don't have to take our training. So, so, so that's a good thing. Yeah, no um, doubt. No doubt. Uh, can I we talk about uh, some of the, just real quick, I, I wanted to touch upon this because we have a lot yeah. of listeners that uh, have a lot of the classic cars and the, uh, you know, the hot rods and they yeah. may take it into a, a specialist, right? Somebody that knows those uh, vehicles. It's important sure. that they are also uh, getting the training, even for an older platform regarding welding and, 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 and things like that? Um, well, I would say generally the whole industry is, is right. training. Sure, uh, yeah. Not, not, not everybody in the industry is training because there's some shops that have historically not uh, recognized that need. And, um, Why do you but, think that uh, is? Um, well, I wish I, I wish I knew the answer to that. Can I, can I speak for, because uh, I can probably yeah. get away with it. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're in our own way because we think 
our business is operating the way it is and it's always operated the way it has. And why should we? Right. Uh, That's a sentiment for a lot of folks. That's obviously that's ignorant thinking, especially nowadays. I'll just speak for it. We are seeing a lot of those folks going out of business. Well, um, it's important to fix cars, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I think another key thing that kind of keeps me up to is just um, uh, making sure that the industry understands not only do you need to be trained and understand how to use your equipment, but you also you need to really be following OEM uh, repair procedures. That's really omnicritical because, um, you know, despite the fact that you might be trained on welding, you don't necessarily know how that Ford XYZ model um, is architected versus the ABC model. Understood. And, yeah, uh, that's a good if point. You put, if you put heat in the wrong place, you could destroy the integrity of the structure. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, and the same thing really applies when you're talking about ADAS systems. You really need to be following OEM procedures uh, so that you're doing the calibrations right, um, et cetera. So yeah, those those are the things that keep me up. Yeah, no doubt. And just for for a lot of you listening, OEM. Real quick before we uh, uh, kind of wrap this up, John, talk to us. What is OEM? Many people are listening. They're not industry type. What is OEM? They may have heard that. Like somebody said, uh, we're going to provide an OEM repair. Like, what is that? Okay. Well, so OEM stands for uh, Original Equipment Manufacturer. And um, so we, we use the terminology OEM to relate to the car manufacturers, so the GM Fords, Audis, uh, et cetera. So they're typically OEMs, but OEMs also have <clears throat> what we call OEM part suppliers. So that's an extension of that OEM value chain down to the tier one suppliers and possibly even tier two suppliers uh, that manufacture all the various different components and subsystems of the cars um, as suppliers to the car companies. Yeah. So o- OEM kind of stands for that. And you'll hear that terminology related as a consumer, you'd hear it related to say OEM parts um, when you're in the shop um, yeah. as opposed, as opposed to maybe say recycled parts, which could be OEM. Right. Uh, right. Original parts and or uh, aftermarket parts. Understood. Very well uh, uh, said. And if you're listening, hopefully that clarifies because a lot of you hear that. Uh, John, I'm going to put you on standby. We only have a few minutes left. I want to bring in Brandon. Uh, sure. Brandon is a part of the uh, Collision Repair Education Foundation. Brandon, welcome to the show. We got a few minutes. Welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you. You are on the front lines. You're dealing with many collision repairers. Um, training, as John has stated, uh, of course, ICAR. Uh, is critical. Are you finding more of these collision repairers saying, oh boy, yeah, I need to get on board, or are you finding resistance? I think that they understand that they should not be practicing on consumers' vehicles. They should be fixing the cars correctly, like John said. Oh, practicing. Boy. That's a great word, Oh, my Lord. You just scared a bunch (laughs) of people. Holy cow. Oh, my goodness, guys. Isn't that the case? Do not practice on my Right. I, I, love, I mean, that's that's training. Yep. You want to practice or do you want training? I think that's important. Very well said, Brandon. And the other thing is that consumers should be asking for this. I know no one likes to think about an accident, but they should be going in and ask, why aren't you keeping up with training? Because our families, you know, are, are 
siblings, our families are getting back in these vehicles, and you don't want to just hope that the car reacts the way it should. You should want to guarantee that it acts the way it should so that it's keeping the occupants safe. And the first step in doing that is making sure you know what you're doing. So that training piece is, a, is critical to the you know repair of the vehicle. And, and our focus on CREF is on the school side as these students are coming up into the industry and how we can um, you know gather the industry to support that audience. Yeah. Before we cut away, I have a question for you, Brandon. The shortage of automotive technicians. Has that got you nervous for the future? I'm shaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I mean, if That's you're fair, listening, yeah, hey, we, we talk about it. I mean, you, you used to go to the garage or, or maybe not necessarily a body shop at this point. We're speaking for uh, the mechanical side and your car was done in a day. Now it's like, wow, gosh, you're taking three days. There's a shortage. And, and that would be the same in the talent for the collision side of the industry. It's a tough, uh, it's a tough situation. Exactly. And it's getting to a point in the industry, and that's something that we're trying to address, that there's such a critical shortage that it might be weeks, it might be months before you get your car repaired because there's been this push towards, oh, you got to go to college. you got to go to college to have a successful career, which we know, especially on this audience, knows that that's not the fact. So we're doing our best to attract students to these technical programs at the local level, support them while they're there, and then get them employed within the industry. Yeah, big shout-out to uh, LKQ. We've done the job fair out here. And it actually, I've always had you know, a few years uh, taking Ranch Nation out there. Uh, and those job fairs have been well-supported in the industry and uh, good turnout. And lots of high school kids out there and uh, lots of folks looking to hire. So um, before we disconnect, uh, John, where can we send a few of our body shop people listening? Where do they get this education? Well, um, you can certainly reach out to uh, i carcom That's our um, main website, which will uh, put you <clears throat> right into all of our educational program and our technical support services. Um, we, um, working with, with uh, Collision Repair Education Foundation, uh, uh, or CREF, CREF does a lot of funding work and a lot of support for schools. Uh, we also directly work with schools ourselves. We provide curriculum to schools. Uh, so the same curriculum we use in the industry is used in the uh, career um, um, education um, uh, school system. Probably about 75% of the schools use our curriculum. And uh, so that's another place to go um, to get the, at least baseline educated and then to continue that as you uh, move into the trade. Yeah, i-car.com. Brandon, give us a website. Where can folks continue their education? CollisionEducationFoundation.org. And that's where uh, we're kind of leading the efforts and supporting the local schools. Um, and that's where people can go get more information, reach out to us, and get involved. Yes, gentlemen, I'm going to have you folks on again next year. I want to follow up. I know this time was very short, but it was full of great information. I thank you both kindly for spending time with Ranch Nation. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, lots of lots of information there, you know, and I uh, hope that brought some light to you guys regarding, um, you know, what takes place with your car when you go through a collision. And uh, we're actually not going to go to break. We're just going to run right through. And, you know, we mentioned hot rods and stuff. And, you know, this is a community show. And community shows mean we got community stuff happening. And uh, we are honored, actually, to uh, have Mr. I Look, Ralph G., Ralph G, I don't Ralphie go with Ralphie G in the house. Ralphie G, now Ralphie <laughs> G runs the custom cars for canines uh, and cats. Car show. Car show, big car show. Our seventh annual coming up on Saturday. All right, so uh, car shows don't happen without the generous support 
from great people and friends of A Car Show. So before we get to our in-studio guest, who is doing amazing things by supporting The Car Show, tell us where is it at, because people want to know. We're going to be in downtown Acatillo. That's in Chandler on Queen Creek Road on the south side of Queen Creek, just east of Price. There'll be all kinds of car show signs out there. We are 9 to 1 on Saturday. What makes us different? Tease the people. What do you got going on this year? Well, uh, we have a lot of stuff going on because it's a very special day. It's Pearl Harbor Day. So we have a full honor guard. Uh, we have a quartet singing the national anthem. A quartet. A quartet. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, we have- I love that. Quartet. When's the last time you heard quartet? Sintet, quintet, quartet. I love it. From one of the local schools in Chandler. Okay. You have, uh, we, we're also honored to have uh, a very special individual in studio. Please announce our guest. Susan from Dogtopia. Dogtopia is in the house. Hello, hello. Susan, tell us about Dogtopia. Dogtopia is a daycare, boarding, and spa facility in South Chandler. Yeah, dogtopia.com. I invite you, um, just check out the website. The website's incredible. Um, Of course, when we see our little furry friends, we get, uh, well, I got emotional with it. What do you do at Dogtopia? Well, we are focused on socializing dogs. A lot of people work all day. Their dogs are left home. And um, so you have children's daycare. Why not have dog daycare? Bring them on in and we will have, they will have the best time ever. They'll have a fun day. They play with bubbles. They learn things. They meet new best furry friends forever. Oh, man. And you could feel good about your dog playing at Dogtopia. Frank, don't you have like seven dogs? I got way too many dogs. (laughs) I was really impressed with the website, but I had a question. You said we socialize dogs. Do you find yourself socializing the owners? We do. <laughs> Good point. I know that sometimes I need a little correction of my situation. I mean, and I say that respectfully. I mean, we, we're all animal lovers here, and many of you listening, of course. But you do. you like, hey, by the way, this is how this should be done. Yeah. Um, so the dogs always feed off the energy of the owners ah. and the humans around them. So dog whisperer, that was a real, that's, that's real deal. It's kind of a real thing. Yeah. That's energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Ralph, are we having any dogs uh, at the uh, Custom Cars, Canines, and Cats car show? Absolutely. We have lost our home. We'll be there with about four or five furry friends for adoption. The last three years in a row, we had adoptions on site. How much money are you raising out there? Last year, we raised over $12,000. Hand bump. In four and a half nice. hours. Now you're tuning in. Uh, I want, I'm just commanding you. I don't do this often. I am decreeing a wrench nation decree. November, what's today's date? Today is the... Or December, what day? December 3rd? I decree December 4th, all of my wrench nation maniacal mechanical maniacs are instructed to meet. When is this? December 7th. Where? Downtown Acatillo. You must attend this show. Got it? Good. You're going to have a good time. Actually, it's a great family time. It's a fun, fun show. It really is. And got we a lot have of good kid, kids, activities. Yes. And we have uh, uh, the kids get involved with Lost Our Home and they play with the pups and whatnot. That's they have great. a so terrific cool. time. I mean, come on now. Listen, puppies and classic cars. <laughs> That's right. Are you kidding me? That's right. And I got to tell you, we have phenomenal, phenomenal raffle prizes to raise money. Um, lots of car stuff. Uh, we'll have a TV out there for a raffle prize. And we have about 15 trophies we're giving out. Um, we don't do the usual first, second, and third place. We don't do best paint. We do fun trophies. And we have celebrities coming best, out. So headlights that look like droopy dog ears uh, contest. Yeah. <laughs> or headlights that look like they're made out of coffee. Coffee. There you go. All right. So I got a question for you. Um, many of our listeners are passionate about what they do. 
What inspired you, man, to, to start this, what, seven, eight years ago? Seven years ago we started What was this. your driving factor? And let me ask you, that first year is always tough? It was hard. Talk to us about that. So the first year, uh, we only had about 40 cars. And we only raised uh, just slightly over $2,000. Um, now we have... Why, why were you frustrated? Did you want more cars? I wanted more cars. I wanted to raise more money for Lost Our Home. Of course, yeah. We've been supporting Lost Our Home since they started in 2008. And a side note, since 2008, Lost Our Home has rehomed, cared for, or fed over 40,000 cats and wow. dogs. Wow. That's amazing. Now, yes. some of us uh, can't make it. I got a, we got a lot of folks that listen across the country. Yes. How can they help Lost Our Home? They can go to lostourhome.org and donate. And then watch the YouTube video. Are you going to YouTube this uh, car show for folks later? Uh, we're at least going to have it on Facebook. I'll have, we'll bring out some <laughs> We cameras. can bring out some okay. gear. We'll be out we'll there. We'll have some stuff. Yeah. On. We're going to have a Ranch Nation good old time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. And and so, uh, Dogtopia, give us the cross streets for our people out there. We are at South Arizona Avenue and Chandler Heights Road, right next to the Alamo Draft House in South Chandler. Da- oh, wait a minute. Whoa. Yeah. What? You, you can drop, drop a dog off you and go, go get movies. a drink go in a movie. movie. Yeah. That's right. Are a lot of people doing this? Is this? Uh, yes. That's yeah. so cute. Absolutely. Doggy daycare. Absolutely. Um, talk to us about that. You find a lot of folks do a little three-day weekend in San Diego or wherever and they drop off? We do. As a matter of fact, uh, our, we encourage everybody to come in for a meet and greet so we can get to know your dog. They can get to know us. You can feel comfortable with your dog in play. We have webcams on our app. You can watch your dog play. Cute. Yeah. Because yeah. I got That's needy perfect. dogs. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll take care of them. I, everything I have is needy. <laughs> hey, so if I want to drop my dog off at dog, Dogtopia, do mm-hmm. I have to, um, does he have to be spayed? Neutered? Yes. Good so point. At yeah. seven months old, we ask that your pet be either spayed or neutered. Uh, be up to date on all of their vaccinations, rabies, uh, distemper, and bordetella. And you have to prove that, right? So if I drop them off, I need to show you my records? Correct. Okay. So you'd call, make an appointment. We set aside 30 minutes just for you and your dog. Uh, we go through our little evaluation, uh, introduce them to the dogs in our playrooms. Prior to that, um, we get your vaccination records. We can call ahead for you to your veterinarian. Yeah, this is this That's is wonderful. Look, some of you think about doggy daycare and, you know, you want to be, you want your pets to be pampered. And after all, you want to be pampered. The more our dogs and pets are pampered, we feel good about ourselves. We do feel good about ourselves. Now, some of you are thinking, well, not to knock Paradise Valley, but do I need to go to Paradise Valley to get a spa for my chihuahua? No. Dogtopia.com. I need to know. Our people want to know. You got a spa. We do have a spa. Yes. We Tell can. me how that feels with the dogs must be happy in the spa. They are. We've got walk to walk in tubs and we do baths and brush outs, D sheds, nail trims, teeth brushing, ear cleaning and blueberry facials. So that I have an eye. So cool. So I'm Ralph, coming in for a blueberry facial. <laughs> Ralph, uh, seventh year custom cars and canines. I have an idea. We always say get uh, automotive people together. We rule the government. Yeah. But I have an idea. If, if we can't pass laws because of whatever reason... I say that these folks come on down, come to a car show, and watch a bunch of nice, sloppy, happy-looking dogs, puppies in the bath in the spa. <laughs> that makes you happy. Absolutely. I don't know if we'll have a tub at the car show, but they can go right down to Dogtopia and check it out. My dogs, they're not fancy. Just a Home Depot bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is awesome. Again, give us the details of the car show. 
Of course, Saturday morning, December 7th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. in downtown Acatillo. That's Queen Creek Road, just east of Price. Um, from 9 to 1, we'll be raising money for Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. I want to give you a quick of who we have as trophy presenters. Among our trophy presenters are uh, J.D. Hill, former wide receiver for ASU and the Detroit Lions. We have uh, Bobby Freeman, the organist for the Diamondbacks. Oh, fun. We have uh, from Mark and Neanderthal on KSLX. Okay, we're all radio. We're all radio family. <laughs> yes. It's all good. So Mark Devine, he'll be there uh, nice. presenting a trophy. We have former Mayor Jay Tipsarini, current Mayor Kevin Harkey, um, President and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce Terry Kimball, Chief of Police Sean Duggan, Fire Chief Tom Dwiggins. Um, we have, oh, uh, Wally Cahill from Good Morning Arizona. Wally Cahill. He's yes. a, yeah, we've done some work. Well, in fact, all of these uh, fine folks, uh, we have, uh, whether uh, some of these folks have been on the show. Uh, we've done yes. some uh, like the Autonomous uh, Vehicle Symposium. Listen, the bottom line is this. You're getting up Saturday morning. I don't care what you're saying. You eat your breakfast. You come out to this car show. I guarantee you, you will not leave not smiling. You will have a phenomenal time. And look for the guy in the red Studebaker suspenders. That'll be me. That's his signature. <laughs> and I will tell you, enjoy. Look, we all have been to some of these shows. And, and you see these uh, great friends of the show, supporters, and, you know, these are dog people. People, they are great. There's all kinds of treats. I'm sure there's going to be surprises. Bring your pets. Dogtopia.com. Oh, wait. Don't bring your pets. Bring your pets to dogtopia.com. Bring okay. your pets to dogtopia. Don't not to bring the your show. pets to the car show. I never recommend that. Oh, I'm a, I'm a schmuck. Oh, yeah. Frank. All right. It just takes one Sorry. little paw on a paint job to ruin everybody's day. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. I never recommend that. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. That's okay. But bring them down to Dogtopia, right down the street. Dogtopia. They got a spa. <laughs> We'd be happy to have them. Happy people socializing, both you and your pet. Hey, we're yes. going to be out there live, too, aren't we? We Frank? are going to be out there mm -hmm. live. You can catch us live at 9, uh, 9 a.m. We'd love to see you, all of our Wrench Nation family. So yes. thank you kindly, guys, for coming on the thank show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Always a great Pleasure to be here with you guys. Yeah, Always you guys rock. rock, man. We love the car show. We Susie, do. you know, this time of year, I'm sorry, my North Dakotan family, probably snowing. You guys can't even get out of the house. Come down to Phoenix this time of year. We are celebrating animals, cars, canines, custom cars, canines out in Acatillo. This is awesome. It is going to be awesome. I'm excited. We're going to have that up on our Facebook uh, so we give you some uh, some more information and we'd love to see you guys out there. Man, I am just elated to spend time, as I say, number one with you and number one with my co-host, Susie Sockets. You rock, Frank. Hand Thank bump. you. Hand bump. Uh, journey's been amazing, guys. 182 shows. And uh, again, I invite you to wrenchnation.tv, man. Catch some amazing shows. And hey, if you know uh, an amazing automotive service center, we want to have them on the show. There's always an open mic for an automotive rock star. And as I tell you every week, be safe. Hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic. <laughs>